up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. I'm your host, virtual marketing coach and fellow creative soul, Miranda Rodriguez. In this podcast, you'll get expert marketing guidance that you can implement on your own, and you'll learn how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. Welcome back to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. Today, today I'm joined by a very special guest. Jackie and I were in the Rebellious Success Cohort 2 with Erica Tebbins, and she's joining us to talk all about email marketing. Jackie is an email copywriter and strategist for serviced and product-based online entrepreneurs, and she is a mom to a four-year-old who is now homeschooling. So can I, I have so many questions about all of this in the schedule, but welcome to the podcast, Jackie. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I also want to share that we have the same last name, so it's like we're family. It is. <laughs> yeah. um, maybe somewhere along the way, you know, in all of my millions of cousins. Yeah. Who knows? Do you have a huge family too? I do. But the Rodriguez part is my husband, and he has a large family too. So maybe yes. it's it's more related to him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, we have. Um, so my Rodriguez side of the family, my dad is one of eight, and <gasps> they're. I think my dad has four. Some of them have four kids, but uh-huh. most of them have like upwards of four kids. Yeah, my it's mom like, is one of ten. My husband's mom is one of I think five or six. And my husband's dad is, I don't know, it's like one of four or something. I don't know. But yeah, it's like one of a billion. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then I have just the one and I am an only child and my husband's one of two. So like, you know, yeah, it's like (laughs) funneling into just the one, the one, the one. It's really. Yes. My fiance, my father-in-law is an only child. And then um, my fiance him and his half brother are like six years apart. I mean, his brother, but they were raised in the same house, but there's a mm-hmm. big age gap. And then so far he only has one kid I mean, we'll <laughs> probably have a kid maybe, but you know, um, but yeah, so it's just getting so much smaller. So we could have a whole podcast about families and boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. And to be honest, this homeschooling thing has really made me set really firm boundaries for myself, yeah. for my own self-care and for my business. So it's, it's been really good actually. Do you want to, um, before we get into the marketing stuff, what does that look like for you on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. So actually my work schedule starts at around one thirty or two in the afternoon. Um, and I cannot compromise on that. So if like I have a client or an almost new client or whatever the case may be that needs something earlier, like my hard start is at 1.30. So I can't get it, anything in earlier. So my contract says it, my email signatures say it, like so that everyone is very hyper aware of the fact that I am only available until 1.30, like 1.30 mm-hmm. to five or six. I don't know what it is. But um, 
but and also the hard stop is at six. I cannot keep going because at that point my brain is shot. <laughs> I cannot. Yeah. I cannot keep going. And so it's allowed because you know I've already woken up, homeschooled my kid. We've done the morning routine together. Mm. Um, I need family time. I need husband wife time. Yeah. <laughs> have, my mom lives with us. I need mom and daughter time. So oh my gosh. I, I've we've got four dogs and a cat. So I need pet mom time. You know. Yeah. I know it's a busy full house in here, and so. It, it's helped me to, in a way, compartmentalize like mm. work is here. And even though I work from home, which it can be really tricky to set boundaries when you work from home because you work from home. So right. you're always on. Mm-hmm. And it's had to, it's helped me turn off work mode, yeah. turn it on at this time, turn it off in this time and done, like no more, you know? And it's, it's been really good, those boundaries. I feel like when you are that, busy or your attention has to be that divided it it forces you to be present in each of those moments but then when you because you are present in those moments it's I find sometimes then it's easier for me to trust like okay if I am fully present and for the next four hours at work at my desk then I can shut off because I did get everything done but if I'm distracted and I'm answering texts and catching up you know or walking the dog or whatever then I feel the pressure to like check in with work later in the evening or, you know, not turn it mm-hmm. off. So I think that's really, I commend you. That is not Thank easy you. to it's, navigate. It, it, no, it, wasn't. it was not, it was three years in the making. Cause I, we knew, I knew that I wanted to homeschool even before this whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, it took me three years to build my business to be something that I can set these hard boundaries around. Yeah. Um, you know, and like one of the things that I used was email marketing <laughs> in order to set those very firm boundaries, you know? Okay. So that's a perfect segue. So let's talk all. So today we're going to talk about for you all listening, um, Jackie's going to go through some like holiday email marketing tips, because this is something I am talking about with all of my clients going into this holiday season. Like, are they capturing emails? Do they have it? You know, are they sending out emails? Do they even have a way to communicate mm-hmm. with their clients that way? Because I think, well, and we're recording this one day after the Instagram and Facebook shut down, you know, <laughs> and so uh-huh. people were panicking. And I think, if you didn't already have another way to communicate with your audience, that just proved to show that you need to have another way to communicate with them, a list that you own. Um, So I'll let you take it from here. I'm so excited for this one because this is something I'm working on personally too. Yeah. So I'm going to briefly introduce myself just to give Mm -hmm, the why as to why I'm even talking about email today. Mm -hmm. So I am an email copywriter and strategist, and my focus is on helping business owners do email differently. So like you said, there was this big shutdown glitch, whatever of Facebook and Instagram yesterday. And it was scary for some people. And I don't know if, you know, if your listeners or if you received a ton of emails with a subject line, Instagram, Facebook are down. Right. And yeah, we get it. Instagram and Facebook are down. We're running our businesses using social media. I am not against you using social media as a marketing platform, Mm -hmm. but if yesterday wasn't enough, mm-hmm. <laughs> it cannot be the only way that you use marketing. And um, what I like to tell my clients and the way that I do email is that I don't want it to just be something else that you add on to your list. The way that I kind of 
envision email marketing and the strategy around your email marketing is that you build your content in your email because that's the part that you own. Like you said, this list is something that you own and no matter what pitch or whatever happens, social media this will continue to run. Mm-hmm. And so once you have that content, you can just repurpose it and use it for your social media. So you're yes. not using your brain energy and your time to continuously create brand new content. So um, I'm going to get started. Yes. Your email strategy for the holidays. The goal here is to have an like a hustle-free strategy for yes. your holidays because nobody wants to be running around frazzled <laughs> during the holidays, right? And as a business owner, it happens all the time, especially for product-based businesses. Because for that cyber week, we're running these sales. They may be one-day sales or five-day sales or like flash sales or whatever the case may be. And we're finding ourselves at midnight, right? Turning things on, turning things off because that's when the sale is over. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to try to avoid with the email strategy that we're going to talk about today. Yes, um, I so love that you it. You can sit and have your Thanksgiving dinner so that you can sit and enjoy your family during the holidays, not have to worry about being in front of your computer. Yes. And so many people, um, so I'm, I'm running a little promotion right now for my birthday and the business birthday and people are messaging me like, I would love to work with you, but I just, you know, with the holiday season, I can't right now. Like this is the mindset people, especially product-based business owners have going into the, this time of year is that it's, it's Mm -hmm. chaos. So I would like the audience to feel a little more strategic, a little Mm -hmm. less hustle and a little, like, like they have room to breathe. And also I was helping a client map out her, her next few months with the holiday selling season. And she was like, every weekend from now until January, she was trying to plan something. And I was, we both were like, but what, and what about your family? Like, and when yeah. are you going yeah. to attend a family party? You know, um, yeah. so, I think this is going to be, this is going to be so good. So thank you so much. Yeah. And I, and I particularly love that we're having this conversation in October mm-hmm. because I mean, I'll get into this in a little bit, but technically when you look online, people will start telling you October is already too late to start planning your holidays. And no, it's never too late right. until it's the day before. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, ah, oh, you're all stressed out, but we, there's plenty of time to get this out and done this month, maybe yes. this week. That's what I think. If you do it you know? like before, like within the next couple of weeks, just get a plan in place, however loose yes. or, you know, sparse the plan is, just at mm-hmm. least think it out. Yes. All righty. So here's, here's why I love email. So it's based on the trends from last year. It's expected that this year $1.1 trillion will be spent in 2021 in North America alone, right? And so the idea behind this is, so how do we get in front of these people that are going to be spending this money during the holidays? Mm-hmm. Um, not in a sleazy way or anything like that, but with the full understanding that because of everything that happened that last year mm-hmm. and this year, because we're not like over it, right. um, online shopping is still going to be a thing. Sure, mm-hmm. you're going to have curbside pickup, you know, like the big brand, big box stores, but we're still going to have online shoppers. Uh, The cool part about email is that the average return on investment for email marketing is 42 to one. So for every 42, um, for every 40, what is it? (laughs) Wait, I get this wrong. The retail email commerce, 
sorry, e-commerce and consumer goods or services is 45 to one. So the return on investment is actually much higher for e-commerce, mm. which is, you know, product-based right. business owners for your e-commerce um, email marketing strategy. Yeah. And the thing that I love about emails, especially for product-based business owners, is that email is one of the only marketing avenues that you can get really personal. Um, so okay. whereas, you know, we talked about Facebook and Instagram, mm -hmm. yesterday, uh, what happened yesterday. And, you know, you're putting out content, but it, it, it can only get a little personal, right? Like, well, personal for you, but not personalized for the people that are reading your content via email, because there are so many insights that you can get with email that I'll talk about in a little bit, you can start to personalize those emails a little better for your people. And so here's what I want to mention. As based business owners, one of the things that I see with my own clients is that they put a lot of focus on gaining new customers. And yeah. while that's good, my opinion is that we should focus on both and maybe a little more on the existing customer. A hundred percent agree. Yes. Thank you. Because the existing customer is the one that has already purchased and is likely to buy again. Yes. The success rate of selling to a customer that you already have and hopefully, hopefully have in your email list is 60 to 70%. The success rate of selling to a brand new customer that is not on your list just yet, or maybe they are on your list, but they're still trying to figure out if they want to use that discount code that they mm -hmm. got by signing up to your email list. The success rate for that is five to 20%. And so if, you know, based on the success rate alone, if we focus more of that attention, nurturing the people that are already on our list and that already have been existing customers, then it is more likely that we will get more sales from mm -hmm. that. Right. Yes. And so one of the ways that I feel we can have a hustle-free holiday this holiday season is by shifting our focus. And instead of saying, I need to attract all these people in order to make more sales, let's shift the focus and say, what if I focus on the people I already have? What right. if I focus on the people that are already on my list and focus on serving them more so than serving my new customers? Not saying that you're not going to focus on new customers at all. But if you shift that focus and focus on the people that are already on your list and have already purchased things from you, then it might be easier to make that sale, but also to create a strategy around it because you know these people already. Yes, it changes your tone, right? It changes mm -hmm. the way you talk to them because you have already established a relationship where they have declared that they trust you enough to pay you. And not only that, but they're returning and they're staying on your list and opening your emails because they want to see what you have to say and what you have to offer. So I think this ties in perfectly with like the marketing messaging and developing that like relationship with your target audience. It's just easier. Yeah. yeah. And to go back to that return on investment. So for every dollar you spend on email marketing, the return on investment in general for e-commerce businesses is $45, right? Mm -hmm. So then if you like compare it to the success rate for new customers and existing customers, if your existing customer success rate is 60 to 70%, then you're more likely to see that return on investment, that $45 average yeah. return on investment, right? With your existing customers. Yes. And that's on average. I'm not saying that you'll right. you yourself will see it, dear listener, but this is an average. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, so, those are good numbers. Mm -hmm. So to talk about what it looks like to nurture the people. I want to talk about the new customers first, because I know that that's one of the things like it's hard to make that shift immediately, mm -hmm. right? To think first about the existing customers and not so much about how to create new sales. So I want to talk about the new customers. 
first. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because I do think, I mean, we can focus on the, we'll talk about the existing ones and how to nurture your existing customers. Okay. But I think it is, I mean, part of this is capturing the new customers so that once yeah. they buy, they get added to your repeat customer list. Yeah, exactly. And I also wanted to start with new customers, especially for listeners that are like, man, but I don't have an email list. Right. Or, or maybe I haven't captured the email list to actually send marketing materials to my existing customers. How do I start doing that? Yeah. Um, so for new customers, my biggest suggestion is on your website, if you're running you know, your business from a website, I'll, if you're not, I'll get into that in a little bit. If you do have a website and you're running your business from your own website, I suggest that you create like a pop-up or pop-in mm-hmm. into like when people sign up, sorry, when people go onto your page, any page, right? And create the pop-in that gives them free shipping with a code mm-hmm. um, if they sign up. A discount for first-time customers if they sign up. It could be 10%, whatever percent off. It could be a certain amount, a certain dollar amount off or even free shipping. And mm. actually I forget the numbers, but free shipping is a big deal. People are more likely to make the purchase if the purchase includes free shipping. So if that's something that you offer your um, your brand new people, the people that are coming onto your website for the very first time and, and you pop it in, right? Hey, thanks for joining. Uh, if you're a new customer or whatever, here's a code for free shipping. Um, here's a discount code for first-time customers or whatever, just enter your email and I'll send it over to you. That way you can start attracting those people that are coming in to your website. Can I ask you a quick question on that note? Yeah. So for service-based businesses who don't have like a discount code to offer, right? Like I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't have one to offer. Mm -hmm. I have a birthday promotion right now that I could create a pop-up for. Um, but do you know, do you have any recommendations for what types of freebies or things that are like more attractive to online customers? Because I feel like that's where people get caught up in their head is like, what do I offer them? Do I create a PDF? Do I create a training? And then you can waste so much time creating yeah. a free offer just to get someone to sign up on your email list, where I almost think sometimes it's just like as simple as the ask. Yeah. So so here are, so that was for my product-based business mm-hmm. owners, but for service-based business owners, I have two ideas. One is a very simple idea, your pricing guide or your services guide. That can be oh. a very simple thing that you send over to people. Hey, thanks for checking out my services. I'd love to send you a copy of my services guide to give you more details about what my services are about oh, with a pricing great. guide and blah, yeah. blah, blah. That is it. And that's, that's something you probably already have, especially if you're sending proposals and stuff to Mm -hmm. potential clients. So just reformat it to make it something that can be more, you know, scalable. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you can send to a brand new subscriber. And you know, the beautiful part about having that be your Mm opt-in is that you know that these people are warm leads already. These are people Mm -hmm. that are actually interested in your services. So you can start to, you know, nurture them in your email list with a welcome sequence. If you don't have something like that. And then another thing that I suggest for my clients who are thinking of ideas for their opt-in is think about what are those things that you solve for your audience and solve one thing. Solve one thing very in a very simple way, give a ton of value in that PDF. It could be a video. You don't have to create a PDF. Just record yourself on your camera giving an answer to a question, maybe create a worksheet that goes along with that video and have them sign up for that. It can be something very simple 
the solution to one question that you get all the time, a very simple solution. Like I'm giving you a couple of steps in my guide that I'll tell you about later on. It's a whole four steps. So maybe if you have a four step process, give them the one step Mm. in an email video in a whatever, and then send that over to them. It can be really simple. And I agree a hundred percent. Sometimes we get so caught up in making it perfect, making it super long, giving them everything. How much is too much that we kind of just don't do it. Right. (laughs) And, um, and actually last month I got my, my stats back and 95 people visited 95 new people visited my website. And had I not had something like that, I wouldn't have captured any of those emails. So imagine yeah. when you receive, I don't know if you receive mm-hmm. from WordPress or Google or whatever, and you receive the stat emails, yeah. imagine all those people just scrolling on by and like leaving without <sighs> making their mark, without leaving their mark, you know? I feel like they are on my website. I have to, um, I have some homework to do today after this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> because I, and, you know, I think, mm-hmm. I love the idea of the services guide because I feel sometimes websites can be like, cool. Yeah. But what does this even include? What could this look like for me? And a services guide can answer that question. What would this service look like for me? And then so good. mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. That was great. You're very welcome. (laughs) So if you are a business owner that is product-based, but you're running your business on Etsy or on Instagram or social media, um, your email service provider more than likely has a landing page option, an option to create a landing page. What you can do then, if you don't have your own website, you can create a landing page on your email service provider mm-hmm. that serves the same purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm offering. Here's the free shipping. Here's the discount code, or here's my service guide or yeah. whatever. If you are, if you don't have a website or you don't want whatever, whatever the case may be, if you don't have a website yet, um, you can create that landing page that promotes that opt-in that you want people to step for. And then they enter their information and that's it. The email sequence starts to get sent to them. You can use that URL, that link, and you can add it on your Instagram page. You can add it on your Etsy page. You can send people once they make that first purchase, hey, like send them a little mm-hmm. card and that tells them sign up here to receive 15% off your next purchase or free yeah. shipping off your next purchase or whatever the case may be. So even if you don't have a website, but you do have an email service provider, the email service provider will give you what you need in order to capture those emails. And I just did this for my um, for my link tree, just so I can have a little button that says like join our email list. I created a landing page in Mailchimp, just a quick email sign up, and it just took me like ten minutes, literally. And I yeah, just- and you know the cool part about that is even if you do have a website, is that like I said earlier, email is one of the only ways that allows you to be very personal with the people that are signing up to your list. Even if you have a website and you created a landing page on your email service provider, that landing page allows you to see where your subscribers are coming from. Mm -hmm. And so if people are coming from your website, you can write those people a certain kind of email. Mm -hmm. People are coming from your Instagram. You can write those people a certain kind of email. They're like kind of a slightly different audience and you can not to make this, this isn't hustle free. Now this is getting really intricate right. <laughs> with your email strategy, but eventually, right. Mm-hmm. When you start building your list, you can, um, be eight different kinds of messages for different kinds of audiences, but that's way later. Yeah. That's customer right now, journey for, and yes. <laughs> that's like next yeah. level. We'll have you back in the new year when people are like <laughs> ready to focus. 
Sounds good. But for right now, all that you need is for your new customers, give them a way to sign up for your list. Perfect. So whether that through for service-based providers through a PDF or an email video or whatever your services guide for product-based, give them the free shipping, the discount for first-time customers, or even for second-time customers, Mm -hmm. have them come and be a part of your list, especially if you didn't build your list before. Great. So I want to talk about existing customers now because Mm -hmm. those are my favorite. (laughs) Yes. That's where, I mean, even like in sales, you know, if anyone's ever been in sales before getting into running their own business, that's like the number one thing they tell you. It's just easier to, to upsell your existing audience. It's cheaper to maintain them and nurture them than it is to bring on a new customer. Absolutely. Because you've already gathered their information. They're already Mm -hmm. a part of your world. And so now it's time to nurture them to keep them in your world. And so one of the things that I love to tell people about their existing customers is if you haven't sent an email, send it. It doesn't even matter what you're saying. Like just have it, have your name, your business name come into their inbox Mm -hmm. now. And um, the whole ASAP and the now terminology is kind of, so hustling wasn't this hustle for you. (laughs) (laughs) But the idea behind this is not to have you hustle. It's to have you, it's to increase your presence in your existing customer's inbox, especially for people that have not seen you at all in their inbox Mm -hmm. in the last month, two months ever. Right. So to set you up for holiday success, start sending emails. Now, if you don't know what to say, introduce yourself again. And one of the things that actually I was going to say later on, but I'll say it now. One of the things that I love to tell people that have small businesses is that the upper hand that you have versus bigger businesses is that there is an actual person on the other side of that screen. It's not like a huge team. The gap between the business owner and that purchase is very little, if not non-existent, right? So there is this personal level of attention that people can receive from the actual business owner in a way that the big box brands don't have, in a way that big businesses don't have, agencies don't have, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, so so personal. Yeah. And so it's perfectly fine to send an email, even if you're selling soap, it's perfectly fine to send an email to say, hey, I want to introduce myself. I'm the founder of so-and-so brands. And I started this because of X, Y, and Z reason, which -hmm. is something that's not so normal for bigger brands, right? And it's something that they're more than likely to consistently send you promotional emails. You don't have to constantly and consistently send promotional emails. You can send very personal stories. Oh, I love that idea because it's just the idea then of like a touch versus a sell, which might take the pressure off for some people, especially as they're getting in the habit of sending these emails where you don't have to be selling in each one. And I do think it's good to just like we would on Instagram, you see a lot of people, a lot of business owners showing their faces on Instagram, introducing themselves and why they're there to get in the habit of doing that in email too, which I you know, I haven't really done, I'm usually talking about like a podcast episode or something that's coming out or something to look forward to. So I love that idea. Yeah. And the same applies for service-based business owners. I think one of the things that we like to do is send those press emails. Mm -hmm. I wrote a new blog post. I released a new podcast episode. I made this post or whatever. 
But versus simply announcing things constantly in the email to your email list, because subscribers will eventually catch on that either it's always a promotion or always an announcement, Mm -hmm. you can bring something more personal to their inbox. Even a behind the scenes for my products-based business owners, the behind the scenes of how something is created is so interesting for people. Mm -hmm. The services, right? When you're delivering a service, maybe a behind the scenes of what the delivery process looks like, Mm -hmm. of what the feedback process looks like when you're delivering a service is so interesting. And it's not exclusive to Instagram or Facebook. That's not something that you only have to record a video and post it on your stories. You can share videos on your email too. You can talk about the process and text Mm. in an email, and it's still just as interesting and probably will receive a lot of attention, right? A lot of open and click rates Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, because it's not just a promotion. And that's something that people appreciate because they're overly promoted, especially during the holidays. Oh yeah, this is great. And I think all of it, I just love all of it. I have so many ideas now in my head where like taking me out of that box (laughs) where it's like not, not a press release, not a promotion. It's like, oh what? Yeah. Like you can just communicate with them and make that. I always like to tell people to treat their email list as like their VIPs and give them extra Mm -hmm. love and like, you know, that white glove treatment, because those are the ones like where you can get more personal. It's, it's a different, a little bit different audience than the ones on Instagram. Absolutely. And actually that brings me to like the strategy that I create Mm -hmm. that I have created and that I use with my own clients and with my own email, the five P's so we're used to sending press emails, mm-hmm. right? Those press release emails. <laughs> yeah. But we also have the philosophy emails. What is the truth behind your business values? What is your mission? What are those beliefs? What's the belief system around your business? Mm-hmm. Share that. Um, practical. So practical tips. Um, very, yeah, practical tips, right? Something that can implement right now. If I'm having, facing a problem and you keep hearing it from your clients, if they're facing a problem right now, what's one way you can solve that problem? Um, Promotional, obviously the easier ones are Mm -hmm. press and promotional. If you're, if you're having a promotion or if you're having a launch or whatever the case may be, you send those emails, Uh, personal emails. So personal story, the personal behind the scenes or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. I hope those were five. I think I missed one, but if I did. <laughs> you did. What um, promotional, press. personal, practical, press. Press, promotional, <laughs> press, promotional, practical, philosophy. Oh, wait. And personal. Yeah, you did five. Philosophy, yeah, I forgot. I did it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's a f- <laughs> <laughs> I love, I just love that because that was, so that's interesting. You have the five P's because when I teach social media marketing, I talk about four E's and it's educate, Mm -hmm. elaborate, engage. And then (laughs) I don't know the fourth one. Excitement. Yeah. And you know what? The educate, the E and educate, same for practical. You can educate your audience via email around your, if you're a service-based business owner and you have a framework, educate them. Start with the first E and create like four, three, two, whatever emails around that and let them know what that even means. And so you have enough content to continuously create it, you know? That's so good. So you might get to this later, but what about for the people who who aren't strong writers? Like if, if you're creative mm-hmm. and you got into creating because like math and writing and those other subjects, like you don't align with them, you know, you like to create with your hands, like how, for some people I know it feels 
like there's a disconnect to write, you know, like they're not strong mm -hmm. writers. So what are they going to say in an email? Well, what I like to say is that it doesn't emails, Instagram, Facebook captions, the, the cool part about it is that you can write like you talk. This isn't yeah. a grammar test or a book that you're writing. This is something that you're having a conversation with a person on the other side of the screen. Mm. So if it makes it easier for some people that get really stuck when they're trying to type or write something, then record yourself saying it. Yes. And in fact, you can send that recording to your email list and just say, I recorded something for you. Come and listen. And you don't oh have to type gosh. it out. <laughs> That's so, so cool. you even have to type it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can transcribe it on a transcription service if you get stuck with the writing process or if you're uncomfortable with writing. But also just pop in your headphones and type out what you're saying mm. out loud yeah. and send the, send the email. Because again, it is very conversational. There's no grammar police mm -hmm. out there. And if someone is the grammar police and they send you an email saying, I hate the fact that you didn't like put an apostrophe <laughs> between the N and the T and don't then yeah. say, okay, well you can unsubscribe. <laughs> right. It's fine. I, I'm not here for perfection. I'm no. here to deliver my products, deliver my services, because this is the mission that I stand behind and we're done. Like it doesn't. And people are not most people are not paying that close of attention, you know, like yeah. they're not proofreading your email. They're there to see what value you're offering them. And I'm yeah. one who I like to like my podcast is my favorite form of content because it's much mm -hmm. more natural for me to talk out my ideas. So I will use my recorder on my iPhone, um, especially like in the car. I have a long commute to get my stepdaughter a couple of days a week. And that just seems to be where I get some ideas. So like I will talk out my ideas or talk through my ideas um that way and then I just I kind of have created like an outline verbally that then I can reference later and fully write out the email and one thing Erica Tevins suggested when she came on the podcast to talk about ADHD was that she writes everything like in in her Google Drive folder or you know not in the platform that she intends to use to like publish the content and that was a game changer for me because I'm like formatting as I'm writing, which is so distracting, right? Like I'm in MailChimp, like highlighting and bolding and it, that takes away from the actual creative writing process for me. And that's also a very good idea because if there ever were to be some sort of crash or you lose mm. your account on Instagram or Facebook, you have the content because you've saved yeah. it on another platform for yourself, you know? I love that. Yeah. And it's just something about it takes the pressure off. It's like, oh, yeah. I can like bang out this email in 10 minutes versus in MailChimp. It's taking me 30 because I'm highlighting or, you know, messing with <laughs> it all. all yes. Over. So and also, I think it also takes the pressure off to know that you don't even have to type in your email. You don't have to type out a long story. You can send an audio file to yeah. your subscribers and it's perfectly fine because that's the way that you've chosen to communicate with them. That's amazing. So for it to send an, I have never emailed an audio file. I've sent out podcast links, but mm -hmm. how do you, you can just upload an audio file or do you have to you like, can, yeah, you can save it on your email service provider okay. or on Google documents. Oh, right. I'm not sure I'm on Google documents and then send yeah. that link or something else that I found is, um, I know hello audio allows you to do that, but I think you have to pay. Mm. And, um, there's another way. Oh, with a Loom video or a bomb bomb video, 
you can turn off your camera and just send it as if it's a video, right? But it's just the audio. Yeah. Okay. These are great tips. I feel like, and we're done. This is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, yeah. So email, you know, I love that you asked those questions because a lot of people, we can overcomplicate something that we're uncomfortable with Mm -hmm. to stay away from it. We don't have to stay away from email because we get stuck not knowing what to write. If you are writing stuff on your Instagram, something else, if it makes it easier to get you to get started with your email, just copy and paste those captions and send it to your email list and get started. Yes. You know, it doesn't, you don't have to think of new content. Eventually you'll get to the point where you'll want to talk more to your email list than right. to your Instagram people. And then you can then do the same and repurpose uh-huh. it in another way. Um, but to help you get started. And like I said, start becoming a presence in your email subscribers inbox starting mm-hmm. now to get you set up for the holiday season. Just start doing that because the, the likelihood is that those people on your email list probably didn't see your post and vice versa. Right. In that, in a great way, I love repurposing content. So for me, like my podcast is like my cornerstone. So then I kind of break everything. Everything else comes after that. Um, but you can do it whichever way, whatever way you're most comfortable, you know, like if you are most comfortable writing captions on Instagram, then like you said, taking that and using it for an email is a great way to get started. And also if you need ideas, I think checking your Instagram posts or your stories to see what were most popular, what resonated, what were people replying to, you know, um, or if you have a podcast or some other form of content, the same thing, like checking your statistics and seeing, or your analytics and seeing, you know, which ones were most popular and then elaborating on that. Or I think you said this earlier too, like picking out one part of that and then writing an email. You don't have to like write a summary of the whole podcast in your email. You can just address like one main point and then get like five emails out of that podcast. I think, yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is, this has me excited about email. Cause this is honestly <laughs> something I've struggled with for a long time too. Like I go in phases where I email consistently every week or once a month. And then I just kind of fall off from communicating with my email list. And I know that that's not sustainable for my business growth. And personally, mm-hmm. I'm trying to spend less time like on Instagram and on my phone. And so mm-hmm. I'm trying to shift it to like a more established online presence that isn't so reliant on social media. Yeah, I I agree, especially because social media kind of requires your presence on a daily or kind of daily basis. And it takes away a lot of your time. Like inevitably we get caught up in the scroll. And even if we have a ton of apps that -hmm. allow us to not to post while not on Instagram, you kind of fall into it. And with your email, you, you kind of write it you can write as many as you need to schedule them out and not have to see them anymore. Yes. Um, You can go onto your email service provider, or if you received replies to your emails, you can reply to those emails within business hours, but on Instagram or Facebook, there's this constant scroll and it's, this is, I think better for mental health, but Hey, (laughs) I agree. So do you, Mm -hmm. um, do you have more to cover or I have more questions? I want to make sure we get through everything you have on your list. I want to say just one extra thing, um, for your existing customers, Mm -hmm. because we talked about getting in their inboxes now to start setting up and establishing your presence in their inbox. But then once you do that, um, you plan out your holiday strategy 
schedule your emails so that you don't have to be in your inbox. Schedule the on and off for whatever the case may be. Like if you're having a promotion, if you're a product-based business owner, if you're service-based and you're running your promotion, you can schedule those emails and be done. Yeah. Um, but something that I want to remind the product-based business owner specifically is your email service provider will have key email flows that you can turn on. So if you're on MailerLite, MailChimp, ActiveCampaign, Clavio, whatever, these email service providers actually have pre-written emails for you for these sequences or these flows. Um, the flows that I'm talking about are your abandoned cart. Again, this is specifically for product-based, mm -hmm. um, for your abandoned cart. So if somebody added something to the cart, kind of like what Target does, if you're on the Target app and you add something to your cart within the hour or maybe within two hours, it'll send you a notification to your phone saying your cart wants you back. Oh my God. <laughs> Yes. And so the email service provider that you have has those <laughs> built-in emails pre-written for you to have a hustle-free holiday. And so that you don't have to sit behind the computer to keep typing. Just turn those workflows on and don't do anything. Mm -hmm. Just turn them on and send those emails. Well, I mean, double check that they're actually written and that yeah. they sound okay. Maybe infuse a little, add your signature, mm -hmm. add your logo, if that's something that you do in emails, but turn those on to upsell your existing customers yeah. with, within this time period and keep them coming back for more. Uh, the post first purchase sequence. So if they purchase the first time, maybe you have a sequence that goes out that says, hey, for, you know, leave your review, a second purchase, here's another discount or like a refill if it's a, mm -hmm. if it's a product um, or a product review sequence just to have them review your product and increase your testimonials or your reviews. Yes. All of those are great ideas. And I have um, a client who's, who's working on this, which is actually like ties right into our conversation because she's working on it now. And I know one of the things she did was a, a refill email, but I also love the review email because it is so, I think, especially during the holiday season where consumers want to give back to their local business owners, like they want to support them in every way possible. It, it, it costs nothing for a consumer to leave a review. And even, <laughs> so we had a plumber here recently at my house and a, um, we had some trees cut down. So a tree service and both of them, once, you know, like they show you around, like, okay, this is what we did. We fixed it and I pay them. And then mm -hmm. it was so, natural both of them were just you know because I'm saying thank you like I appreciate the work you did and I was happy with the service they provided they both were like hey um if you wouldn't mind just leaving us a quick review on google so that pe other people can find us and of course me I'm like yes I'm like want to hug them like good yes. job good you asked yes. you know like I'm so yeah. proud of you um, so, and I do it instantly, otherwise I'll forget. So like, I just go straight yeah. to Google and leave the review. And then most of the time within a day or two, they have either, they've acknowledged it somehow. They've liked the review. They've left a comment saying, thank you. You know? Um, mm -hmm. and I just think, but if they didn't ask, I wouldn't have even thought like, let me look yep. that back up and leave a Google review. And not yeah. because I wasn't happy just because it, it just wasn't top of mind for me, but that. So it's their business and them asking for the review, especially to a happy, satisfied customer is like, oh yes, instantaneous. So I think doing yep. that in email when they're in their emails, because they're shopping, is just such a great way to capture that in the moment. 
Yeah. And you've made it a ton easier for them. They don't have to type in a URL or anything. They could just click the link that you provided in that email and boom, it's done. And it's done. And then you have Mm -hmm. feedback. And even if you don't look through all of it, that's something we do as clients too. But in the new year, we'll, we'll be able to analyze the feedback and create a marketing plan based on the words they're using to describe that interaction. So I think. Absolutely. Yep. Oh, it's perfect. That's great. I feel like I paid you to say these things. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's actually, it's really good. I, I love sharing about email strategy because especially during the holidays when I don't want to add something else to my to-do list. Right. And also I need something to facilitate this for me. Emails can be exactly that. It can automatically send reminders to your Mm -hmm. folks. It can automatically send messages directly to your existing customers or your existing subscriber list in a way that it doesn't happen with other marketing. Right. And you don't have to spend that money on it. If you've already paid your email service provider, or even if it's free, if you're using a free email service provider, that's it. It's your, you're paying with your time and energy, right. To Mm -hmm. sit down and, um, and write those emails, but you're not taking out an ad. You're not spending more time on Instagram than you should, (laughs) Um, you know, stuff like that. So it makes it, it, it makes it more efficient and it makes it, so that you don't have to hustle as hard and spend as much time away from family during the holidays, especially if these things are already scheduled, right. rewritten, and you know, you've know you got your promotion set and ready. You know what your promotion or your promotions will be for the holiday season. Schedule it out and have it done. And yes. that's it. And, that, and it takes like a chunk of time to sit down with yourself and strategize to be able to create this plan where you know the promotions so then you can create the emails. And then you get it scheduled, but to know like the feeling you get, the hustle-free feeling, the stress-free feeling going into the holiday season, knowing that you're selling emails and those touch emails, like they're already done. That is such a weight lifted off of your shoulders. And you can focus on the things that will inevitably come up in the moment. Like there will always be problems or issues, Mm -hmm. you know, or, or things to address. So why not make it easier for yourself and just mm-hmm. get some time up front to plan? And I feel like that's where people will struggle is not <laughs> finding or creating the time up front to sit down and be like, okay, I've got two to three hours and I'm just going to get this done, you know, as mm-hmm. best I can for now. Um, so this is all, this has been so good. So then if they're at a point in their business, which some listeners are where they're ready to start, like they would rather pay someone to do this for them. How do people work with you? So there are two ways we can work um, together to create that strategy so that once you're done with the phone call, you just go and write schedule and you're done. Um, Or we can hop on a call, we strategize together, and then I write it. And then you take what I write, schedule it, and you're done. Um, so especially for product-based business owners, that phone call is going to be the best option in my opinion, mm-hmm. because for the writing, I can only write some of them. I can't write your promotions, especially if they're like graphic based, Yeah. but we can sit down and have a really good conversation around creating an email strategy, how many emails to send, mm-hmm. when to send them from now until December or January, whatever the case may be. And then you can turn around and create it yourself. And, you know, we have conversation around after the phone call, like if you get stuck or like, I don't know what to say in this email or whatever, the support is still there. Um, That's 
I think one of my favorite services yeah. because I get to know um, those clients of mine and I get to continuously have conversations with them around their emails and I get to see what happens afterwards. I think that's my favorite part. You know, you jump on a call and then you're done, but I like jumping on this call and then seeing how they uh, apply that strategy yeah. that we talked about and, and what it will look like in the future. It's so, I love that too, like seeing people execute in real time. And then because mm -hmm. I, I, we operate on a four week marketing action plan. So when I can see people like, oh my mm -hmm. gosh, they're doing it. Like, this is amazing. Um, so I love that. And I know that you have written for some people that I know, or I'm on their email list and you, I mean, you can't tell it's not that person's voice. Like you do mm -hmm. such a good job of like, thank you. Yes. Of communicating to their audience and understanding their audience and their, their brand voice. So I think for anyone who's interested in hiring it out, you know, with Jackie, you don't have to worry about it sounding like Jackie versus sounding like <laughs> you or your consumer, you know, being like, who wrote this? You know? Yeah, and no, so that's part of the process, especially for copywriters that they, we have to really dig deep before even jumping on that first call, dig deep into the content that you already have put out there into your website or whatever to read and listen in our brains, mm. what your voice sounds like so that we can emulate it in, in your copy. Yes, that is, it's so good. So how do people um, get a hold of you if they want to hire you or follow along on Instagram? Do you want to share your website? And yeah. So actually um, you can find me on Instagram at Jackie. S as in Sam, Jackie S Rodriguez on Instagram. Just send me a DM, say hello. Um, but I also, I created a guide for whoever is yes. listening. Yeah. For whoever is listening. So if you're listening, you can <laughs> grab the guide to the hustle free email strategy uh, guide at lp.jackiesrodriguez.com forward slash holidays. Yes. And we'll share that in the show notes. So you can check that out there. Oh, thank you so much for being here. This has been amazing. Like I, I feel like I have a long list of homework to implement <laughs> before the end of the month and everyone else will too. So thank you so much for being here and for sharing all of your email marketing wisdom. Oh yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for the listeners who are listening. I appreciate you so, so much. Hi friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the marketing for the uninhibited podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a marketing or journal prompt episode. And please leave a review so more people can find us. Are we friends on Instagram yet? Head over to at marketing uninhibited to say hi and let me know what parts of marketing you're struggling with. If you're ready to take your business to the next level with a customized four-week marketing action plan, visit marketinguninhibited.com to schedule your free 30-minute discovery call today. And remember, marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. Yeah.